You're listening to the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome podcast. Welcome to episode 55 of the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. First things first, I've got an amazing interview that I can't wait to share with you. Now, although I've spent the past three decades plus as a sports talk show host, one of the things I do like best about this podcast is that for the most part, we do not talk sports. I don't interview athletes, and that's by design. However, I have conducted thousands of compelling interviews with countless fascinating individuals from the world of sports over the years, and the fact is, some are just too good not to share in this space. So today, I'm going to chop it up with one of my all-time favorite athletes ever. We don't talk a ton of sports, but when we do, you'll be able to relate it to your life regardless of where you are and what you do. So I'll get to that interview shortly, and you will be blown away by this conversation and by this individual's energy and passion and enthusiasm and love of life and people. He is universally beloved, and you will see why, and he's all about having a growth mindset. Now, before we get there, I do want to share a few things with you. A few things that I'm currently working on that are working really well for me, and I think they'll work for you if you apply them. Things that, as always, are actually relatively easy but not simple. Things that work for me. Easy but not simple. First, a thought on reinvention. Now, when I first began this journey of reinvention, I wanted to reinvent myself and do so mentally, physically, emotionally, and it stood to reason, right? I think that what a lot of people do not understand about who I am and what I do is this. Even my friends and family don't really get this. I've hosted a daily syndicated radio program for nearly 30 years. And I think that most folks think that I just roll in every single morning, sit down, crack open a mic, crack a few athletes, do a few interviews, talk a little junk, and then I call it a day. Man, I wish it were that easy. And maybe it is for some, but not this dude. I'm in the office every single morning at 5.30 a.m. for a show that starts at 9 a.m. and it goes to 12 noon. Then there's an entire afternoon full of production, prep, podcasts, meetings, sales call, research through the night, limited sleep, then get up and do it again every single day. And then every single day we go back to zero. And I've done this for more than 30 years. And on top of that, I'm now working as hard as I ever have. So Hell yes, I wanted to reinvent myself. Why? Because I was burning out. I was fried. And why? Because I was doing the same things. I was not growing. I was not evolving. I was just grinding. Next thing you know, one kid is about to graduate from college. Another kid is about to enter college. Your friends are retiring. And everybody is rushing up on me asking, what about you? When are you going to retire? In a response, in a word, hold the hell up. I'm not going anywhere. In fact, I'm going to make sure the next 25 years of my life are the best 25 years of my life. That's my mission. That's my obsession. That's what gets me out of bed every single morning and gets my feet on the ground. And when I say my next 25 years are going to be my best, I don't mean sitting on a beach or swinging golf clubs. I mean, fine if that's your deal. But what I mean in reinventing myself and my mind and my body and my brand is having a reason to get up, create, go to battle, still win, grow, and evolve. That's what I mean by my best 25 years. I don't want to rest on what I've done. I want to go out and I want to continue to create and win and make a difference. And again, it would stand a reason because I just turned 58. 
No, I am not retiring. I'm going to make the next 25 years my best 25 years, and I'm going to go to battle every single day to make sure that's the case. Now, the reason I say this is you should have the exact same goal, regardless of where you are in your life, regardless of how old you are, regardless of whether or not your career is just starting or maybe just ending. If you're a high school kid listening right now, your goal should be to dominate the next 25 years. And if you start right now, trust me, you will be so far ahead of the game and you are going to have an unbelievable life. However, if you're in your 40s or your 50s or even older, it's not too late. It's never too late as long as you commit right freaking now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not at the start of the year with some bullcrap New Year's resolutions. No, you start right now. You begin to build momentum right now. And then when the calendar does flip to 2023, you're already running. You blow by everybody else who has some half-assed commitment to change come January 1st. So you start, and you start right here, right now. So how do I start? How do I start? I can help with that. Number one, you commit. It's a cliche, but it works. Burn the boats. Burn the boats. Light them on fire. There is no going back. No going back to your current situation. The one that has you so unfulfilled. The one that has you so frustrated. Burn the bleeping boats because the only way out is to go all in. Commit. Commit. Next, commit to what? Commit to who and what you want to be. Now, that part I cannot answer for you. But we're not going to get to the next step until you're extremely clear on who and what you want to be, who and what you want to represent, who and what you want to be remembered for. Get crystal clear on this. Who do you want to be? What do you want to become? Once you're clear on that, go to work. Do the hard work, the hard work on yourself. Hey, you want a cheat code. You want a cheat code. I've got your cheat code. The cheat code is there isn't one. You want a hack? Here's your hack. There aren't any. This is not your desktop with a shortcut to an app. This is your life. There aren't shortcuts. Only long, tough days and a standard. A standard that takes precedence over feelings. The standard takes precedence over everything, meaning... You do what you have to do regardless of how you feel, and you do it every single day. The standard is the standard. Then you develop a process to back up that standard, and then you trust that process, and you execute that process every day with discipline in all things. So if you're following all this, you're probably thinking, damn, Rome, that's hard. That sounds hard. Damn straight it's hard. If it were easy, everybody would do it. That's why the upper 1% are the upper 1% because they do what's hard and they do it every single day, all day, because they know good is on the other side of hard. They're the upper 1% because they are all in and they're committed. So commit, commit. Here, here, I'll give you exactly what you can start with today. Start with this. Are you committed? Good. Now decide exactly who and what you want to be. Again, be very clear on this. And I cannot decide that for you. Once you know that, get on the path of becoming that person. So what do I mean by that? I mean, become extremely vigilant and intentional in the way you live. In other words, live 
think, consume, and act in accordance with who you want to become. If you have a thought or thoughts that do not serve you or do not bring you closer to who and what you want to become, ditch those thoughts. If eating or drinking something that is going to make you feel like crap and move you further away from who and what you want to become, don't eat it. Don't drink it. If an action is going to prevent you from becoming the person you want to be, do not do it. Don't act on it. Think, eat, drink, read, and consume content that is consistent and in accordance with who you want to be and the life you want to live. In other words, take control. Take control of your mind, your thoughts, and your actions. You're not on autopilot here. You know what's right, and you know what's wrong, and you know it's going to make you feel good, and you know it's going to make you feel like crap. Do the things that make you feel amazing. Don't do the things that you know will make you feel badly about yourself. And start, start one hour at a time. Win the next hour, then win the hour after that, then win the day, win the week. Stack these wins. Become who you want to be. One decision, one choice, and one action at a time. That's the hack. The hack is discipline. Discipline wins. And so does energy and enthusiasm and positivity. And no one has more of the above than my guest today, former Major League Baseball player Sean Casey, affectionately known as the mayor because he would shout up anyone and everyone and treat everybody exactly the same way with love and respect. He is simply one of the most beloved athletes that I've ever known. That's one of the reasons he's here. But aside from being the best guy ever, and by the way, Case might be the best guy ever, there's also a grind and a relentlessness and a drive and an ambition and a growth mindset that Sean Casey has used his entire life and continues to develop even to this day. And I know You will be energized by him, and you're going to want to share what you hear today with the people you care about most. You are going to love Sean Casey and this conversation. It's episode 55 of the Reinvention Project with guest Sean Casey, and it is coming at you right now. Small business owners, do you want to know the secret to navigating the employee retention credit? Trust in my folks, my guys at Omega Accounting Solutions to help you recover any payroll tax overpayments that you may have made during the pandemic. Listen, you may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee if you continue to pay employee wages during COVID. All it takes is a quick and easy free 10-minute ERC consultation to find out if you qualify or not. It is that simple. Frankly, you can't afford not to make that call. It's easy. There's a lot of money out there, and you might be entitled to it. In fact, the date from onboarding to filing is only 30 days. CPAs and payroll companies even turn to Omega for ERC tax guidance. They're that knowledgeable. They're that efficient. And with over 15 years of experience in financial management, business leadership, and corporate strategy combined, you can count on Omega every step of the way. To take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit, or if you have specific ERC questions, you want to call Omega Accounting Solutions. 
Get 800-704-2000 or go to omegataxcredits.com before the filing window closes or the funds run out. Once again, 800-704-2000 or go to omegataxcredits.com. Case, there is never not an amazing day to get caught up with you, but especially this time of year. Sean, my brother, what is going on? How you living? How are things? Bring me up to date. Romy, man, I'm doing great, brother. Just uh, living the life out here in uh, in Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh and just enjoying the playoffs and, and just enjoying life, man. Really am. Really quickly, before we get to the postseason, you mentioned PA. I saw you at the Steeler game. The Steelers shocked Tampa <laughs> Bay. You're there with the fam. You're there with friends. What was that day yeah. like? Incredible, man. Incredible. You know, I think everyone was looking forward to Tom Brady coming into Pittsburgh and, and uh, you know, the Steelers hadn't been playing great, but, you know, they really, a couple goal line stands played really well. And to beat Brady 20 to 18 with a packed house at, uh, you know, out there in Heinz Field, I just think it was, it was, it was a great time and it was great. My, both my sons, Andrew and Jake were home from college and, and, uh, you know, I had a couple buddies coming back from out of town. So just a great time, man. A lot of fun. Case, what's it like when the boys come home from college and you get some good family time with them dude nothing Romy nothing like it man like it just happened uh, my one son Andrew had fall break my other son Jake was getting off at baseball and they both came home and I was like hey you guys want to go to the Steeler games like old times and they're like yeah we're in so it was a blast man like and, and, and it, that, that fills your dad's heart right there man that, that makes you that fills your heart when you got both your boys back from college man that is the best thing ever right so we've got one case who's a senior at the University of Madison Wisconsin and we've got a senior in high school. And so we're like, I'm almost there. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like when you played college baseball, case, this is amazing. For the career you had, when you were coming out of high school, how much interest did you get? <laughs> oh, my God. Zero. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's funny. I told the story the other day. I mean, you know, um, I had no interest, and, you know, one of the things, Romy, I think you can't judge a book by its cover. I know for me back then, you know, you you would, uh, you know, when everyone, if people would watch me run, they go, nah, he's not a good athlete, so he's out of here. And I remember going to, like, some tryouts when I was coming up, uh, like in, in, in uh, like, with Kansas City Royals had a tryout, Pirates, you know, local tryouts, and I would go, we'd run the 60, and then they, they would announce who was coming back the next day, and, and I was never on the list. And I'm like, Sean Casey, they're like, nah, you're not on the list for the next day. I'm like, is this a track tryout, or are we playing baseball do we hit at these tryouts you know what i mean so great and and romy just a great story really quick you know, my dad yeah my my dad my dad you know such a great man um uh you know um he's struggling right now he's going through some heart procedures just had a second open heart surgery so you know when i talk about him i just talk with with more reverence for the dad that he was for me but i remember you know when i was 14 years old and i wasn't playing a lot my freshman year in high school my dad i came home to my dad i wanted him to, i wanted him to talk to the coach and and he was like you know what i'm not going to talk to the coach he goes you're not glaringly better because i wasn't playing at all right and so he was like you got to start working harder you got to put the time in. you got to be accountable for yourself and i and i said and, and he's like there's a batting cage that opens up in the town next to us let's go man get out there and start hitting he goes and i'll make you a deal I'll buy you as many tokens as you use. And, and as soon as you stop hitting, deal's off. I said, deal, Dad. And sure enough, that day, like it was like that marginal gains, compound pounding. Like every day I hit from 14. Then I, I, I started JV my sophomore year, started varsity my junior year, then started varsity my senior year. And, and, and Romy, at this point, bro, 
I could hit. I knew I was a good hitter. I knew the ball jumped off my bat. I, I was tough to strike out. I think I struck out once or twice in, in my whole high school varsity career. But I remember as I come down the, you know, the, the, the stretch of my high school career, you know, I got no college scholarship offers. I don't have a D3, D2, D1. And I remember my dad at the time was starting his own chemical company called Casey Chemical. And I watched how hard he grinded. I watched how hard, you know, the, the lights were always on the house. He, he had a, he had a um, you know, the, the, his office was in our house. And I remember he would he'd go to bed like one o'clock every night. And I remember one day I came home. I was like, Dad, I'm so frustrated. Like, I'm so frustrated. This thing you said that luck was preparation meeting opportunity. Like, no opportunities are coming around. Nobody's calling me. And he said, you know what, son? He's like, no one's going to call you. He's like, no one owes you anything in this life. He goes, you got to go take it. He goes, I want you to write down tomorrow after school. I want you to write down 30 colleges that you want to go to that you think that that maybe I've shown a little bit of interest at some point or that just you want to go to. So I did, Romy. I came home the next day. I sat down with my dad in his office, and I wrote to 30 colleges. I wrote to Clemson. I wrote to Penn State. I wrote to College of Worcester. I wrote to Marietta. I was writing D, D1 to D3. And, my, and the last thing, my dad was like, hey, listen, <laughs> University of Richmond sent you a brochure. You know, back then you get a brochure. It's not like social media, Instagram, you know, all this stuff. He like, they gave you a brochure to keep those state games. <laughs> you know? and, and yeah, it was incredible. And he goes, send them a letter too. They, they showed some interest in you. I'm like, all right, dad, I got it. So 31 letters, bam, they go out. And sure enough, man, a few weeks later, I get no hits. I mean, no, nobody's contacting me from these letters. And I'm thinking, man, my dad's crazy. You know, he's like, you got to market yourself. It's one day, Romeo, I come out after all these swings from 14 to now, you know, my senior year in high school. I come out first to bat, base is juiced, bam, doubling the gap. Next to bat, doubling the gap. I end up going four for four with eight RBIs and four doubles. And my coach, Jerry Malarkey, comes up to me in, like the, in, uh, in, in the last inning. I'm going out to first base. He's like, Case, man, you've had a great day. He's like, how many hits you got? He's like, I got four hits. How many doubles? Four doubles, eight ribbies. He goes, he goes t t t I want you to turn around for me and look behind the backstop there. You see that guy right there? That's, that's, that's the University of Richmond coach, Mark McQueen. Oh. Drove, six, drove six hours from the letter you wrote him three weeks ago to come up and see you play. I walked over to Coach McQueen. Coach Mack put his hand out. He said, hey, man, I really like your swing. You know, and I think he was, like, wondering why no one was on me. He's like, I really like your swing, your gap-to-gap. -gap. He's like, let me get back to you tomorrow. He calls me back the next day. I got a $1,000 scholarship to University of Richmond. I remember my dad at the time was making thirty-three grand, and I think it was $30,000 to go to Richmond. I'm like, Dad, what are we going to do? We can't afford this. He's like, we'll, we'll figure it out. And, and they did, like, financial aid or whatever. So, Romy, freshman year, I go to Richmond freshman year. Only offer I have of a scholarship. I start my freshman year, I, um, my sophomore year. I start my sophomore year. Go to the Cape Cod League, almost win the MVP. My junior year, brother, I hit 461 and was the was the number one. I won the Division One batting championship. And the only reason I say that, bro, is because three years earlier, I was writing letters begging people to just give me a shot to come walk on, do anything. Three years later, I'm the best hitter in Division One baseball, all because of two lessons that my dad told me. It was like, you gotta put the work in, you gotta be accountable for yourself, and no one's coming for you, you gotta go to them, and you gotta put yourself out there and go get it. And, and like, like I said, man, we're probably friends to this day because of those two conversations I had with my dad, and I'm just so freaking grateful, man. Case, we're done. I don't care about the ALCS, <laughs> I don't care about the NLCS, we're walking off on that. Case, we're done, you have a great day. Hey, Sean Casey. 
Listen, it is time, the perfect time to knock that new business idea out of the park with Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Forget the off-season work. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling warm-ups or wall hangers, it is time to start selling with Shopify and join the platform, simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you will customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build the relationships that create diehard fans. Shopify fields all the sales channels to grow a winning business. From an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is on your team every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world score their first sale with Shopify, and you can too. And trust me, it feels amazing. When you're ready to take your winning idea to the world, team up with Shopify, the commerce platform that powers millions of businesses down the street and around the entire globe. Try out Shopify for free today and start selling anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash Rome, all lowercase r-o-m-e. Go to shopify.com slash Rome and start selling online right now. Shopify.com slash r-o-m-e, all lowercase. Oh, I mean, that is such an amazing, even for you, Case, even for the greatest storyteller ever, that is such an amazing story. And Case, in, seriously, 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 and I, and I want to settle back into this for a moment. Your father, I mean, such an amazing story. I know he's going through a lot of stuff right now. How's he yeah. doing? Oh, man. Uh, you know what? You know, it's funny. It's funny. You said I was... Uh, I was, I was, um, he just had his second open heart surgery and, um, he called me last night about 1145 with a complication. I, I drove over as quick as I could, you know, picked him up at his house. And then, uh, you know, we pretty much, we, we spent the night in the ER till about 11 o'clock this morning. Crazy. I just, I literally just went to bed and woke up. I was like, I gotta get up for Romy. You know what I mean? Mm. So I literally, we, uh, 11 AM this morning, I came back. The doctor said, you know, he's going to have a, another procedure on Monday to fix something, but it was probably best case scenario for what it was. But like, you know, I, I just think like, uh, you know, you know, it's at t- tough at times, you know, you watch your, you know, like I said, those those stories I have, like, you know, the man I am today and like, you know, when my son's coming back and I know what it means to be a father and, you know, it's just, it it, uh, it breaks my heart to see like the guy that that is a superhero to me, like just grinding the way he is and, and he's fighting, he's a fighter and I, you know, we've been having conversations, we always joke about, you know, I always say like, you got to have that Buffalo, you know, anti-fragile, you know, mindset of like running for the storm and like, we just keep talking about like, dad, you got to keep running. He's like, I'm a Buffalo, Shawnee, he calls me Shawnee, Shawnee, I'm a buffalo and i'm like just keep running for it dad keep running until we get you know until we get those blue skies and 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 the, and the sunny sunny blue skies on the other side of this storm and so it's you know it's been a bonding moment for my dad and i right now because you know i think when you go through struggles like this it, it makes you stronger as a family and uh you know i appreciate you asking man and 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 he's a guy that i love to death and he's a guy that's you know kind of led the way for me and and then i know you know romy being a dad and having you know some have sons in college and high school like what that relationship it means and and obviously your father too so you know it's i'm i'm grateful thanks for asking and and you know jim casey's a fighter he's gonna keep fighting case you know i i don't 
part of me doesn't even want to talk baseball because this is so deep and so important, you know, and, and I don't want to get too yeah. far off the beaten path, but I'll get too sidetracked. But I've told the story so many times, Case, I understand. I really do, because my father passed away when he was 59, and I'm now oh. almost 58, so it's very strange to me. And not only did he pass away at 59, he was diagnosed with leukemia at 50, and I've oh. told this story a million times, Case, what's amazing, different breed. Like, he was a Boston guy. And when he was oh. diagnosed back then at 50, he didn't tell anybody. They owned a small business, my mom and dad. And he's like, we're not telling anybody. I'm like, what do you mean you're not telling anybody? You, you have cancer. Everybody's going to know. He's like, we're not telling anybody. I don't want pity. I don't want people looking at me. I don't want people feeling sorry for me. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to do what I've done every single day my whole life. I'm going to work. We're not telling anybody. We'll talk about it in-house, in the family, but we're not talking. Oh. And I'm like, I, just, I didn't understand a case. I could not process it, but I had to respect it, right? Never complained, never said, why me? Was giving himself injections back in the 80s because that's what you did. <laughs> you know, like experimental drugs. The case was the craziest yeah. thing. Like, and then there'd, wow. be, there'd be years where it was fine. And then there would be years where the, blood, the white blood cell count was really bad and we'd all be terrified. And then finally, it just it got out of control. It got into his brain and he had brain surgery. And he <sighs> never, Case, he never once said, why me? He never once <laughs> had a bad day and I finally said to him dad dad I don't get it like what the fuck's up why why are you not yeah. depressed why are you not upset he goes because I have an amazing life and I did far oh. better than I ever expected I never expected two great kids by the way we weren't I never expected this great <laughs> business I never expected to marry my wife I'm good I'm good and I forget case like I get caught up in stuff that's so dumb and it's like, here's a guy who has cancer who's good in his 50s knowing it's going to come to an end. But to your point about your dad, never stopped fighting. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? Oh, Romy, it's incredible, man. I, 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 I'm... You know, it's funny with your generation, like your dad, like, you know, the victim mentality, like, doesn't exist. They're just like that warrior mentality. Like, we're just going to keep going. We're going to keep fighting until, the, until you know, we, until no more is, is there. And, like, you know, to hear that about your dad, I, it, it is crazy. I kind of feel the same way. It's like... You know, don't you want to like get out there and you know get you know? No, we're gonna we're just gonna we're gonna fight we're gonna fight we're gonna keep battling, and you know to hear that story about your dad, man, that that hits my heart too, because like you know I know I know you looked up to him and you know think he's he's Superman and and, and but when you see Superman have a perspective work a perspective muscle like your dad does, like I've had an unbelievable life and I am the most blessed human out there. Like as a son, I'm sure for you, you you know you've taken that into your role as a dad, you know to this day now that you're 58 and you look back and you go and I know you'd feel the same way at 58 you feel like still feel like you're 20 you know what I mean so when you look back at your dad being 59 it's like man it, it, he was still so young you know you know he was so young okay so young and you know what's amazing about it was he wasn't he was superman like mentally like physically you know he's like me like 5 10 nothing spectacular about him at all didn't work out as much as I work out like how is this dude doing this it was like the most amazing thing. And to your point, like when it got really bad, Case, and he was just all jacked up on roids because that's how they treated that back in the day. And mentally, he was kind of losing it, and he could no longer like go to work or drive. Dude, we would hide the car keys, and he would find them and try to go to work. And we'd be freaking out like, Case, hey, Dad, you cannot drive. Like something bad is going to happen. Why are you going to the office? Because that's how they were built, man. That's how that generation was case is that crazy <laughs> that's incredible can you please stop fighting dude please stop <laughs> fighting and stop going to work like we're hiding the car keys because he's out of his yeah. mind 
I, yeah, I, isn't that it's incredible? That's an incredible story, and that's that's those are those those are the men. That's that's your dad and my dad. Just that generation of guys like, no, we're gonna keep going, and you guys are wimps. You guys <laughs> need to get a hold of yourselves. You know, I, sometimes I feel like, man, I need to get tougher. Okay, you know, right, right. Okay, so um, so what does this mean like to your kids? They're obviously doing incredibly well. Did you tough? Yeah. Love them? Are they are they built that way? Are they tough? Was your mom like like yeah. my wife Janet would always be like, God, don't be tough on the kids, and I would say, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. It's our job to raise yeah. them because this world's not easy. Yeah. What are your kids yeah. like? I feel the same way, man. Like, and I, I'm, 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 I'm grateful that like baseball taught me a lot because it was such a game of failure that it taught you, like, you got to keep going. Like you got to keep showing up. If you, if you, if you're successful 30% of the time, they, they pat you on the back. That means seven out of 10 times you're getting knocked down. And I always thought like, you just got to keep going. Both my sons, you know, played college baseball and, and the ups and downs of that I've kind of enjoyed for them. Like I've kind of enjoyed, like I, I was talking to my son, Jake the other day and I was saying, Hey man, you got to look at failure as feedback. You can't look at failure as like, oh man, I'm not good enough. This is too tough. You got to be able to look at failure as feedback and say, no, how can I use this to get better? I'm not hitting the curveball right now. Hey, let me go into the batting cage and hit 50 curveballs a day, 100 curveballs a day on the curveball machine or whatever. So I, I, I've tried to preach to my kids like, hey, use baseball as an analogy to life life's not easy and baseball's not easy and you know what at the end of the day you gotta you gotta keep going like you're gonna get knocked down but you gotta gotta keep going and i think that's one thing I, we always have an adage of that adage like hey bring it on bring it on like sometimes when things get tough it's easy to go you know just suck our thumbs in the corner but at times we have to look at the situation and say hey let's bring it on so man i hope i hope that my kids i my boys are pretty resilient and i just hope that they you know i hope that i've passed that on i know as a dad and i know you know as a dad man when the, your kids go off you're like man i hope i, I hope i did enough I hope I did enough, you know, now that they're out of the house to, so that they can really be men in this world and, and, and not get chewed up by it. Mm, exactly. So, Case, when you were coming up and you were that hungry, like, what was your fuel? What was motivating you? Did you love the game? Did you want to be great? Was it a way to get out of something? Did you have a chip on your shoulder? It's easy to lose track of all this because you're Sean Casey. You're so happy. You're so upbeat. What was fueling that drive, that work? You know, I, I think I love the game. I think I started to love. There was a guy named Frank Porco. It's crazy. He's still still alive to this day. He was my hitting coach, um, and he was a never played college baseball. He was a labor union negotiator here in Pittsburgh. And I just met him on Tuesday. Uh, every Tuesday night, I'd hit with him from 5.30 to 6 o'clock. And, and, and he would teach me one thing. I would keep the front shoulder in this week. Let's work on keeping the front shoulder in. Let's work on the, the base of the legs and how they work and how you drive off the backside. And I started to become obsessed with, uh, with, with, with the skill of hitting a baseball. I started to become obsessed with the mechanics of it, Romy. And I just started to love it, man. I just started to love showing up, you know, uh, after that lesson. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I just became obsessed with the swing. And then I also, I mean, I must say, like, I always tell people, like, hey, man, when someone says you can't do it, because so many people growing up, you know, you're too slow, you don't do this, you don't have enough power, this and that, you have no college scholarship offers. And I, and, and they would say, no one's only 0.0001% playing the big leagues. And I said, hey, why not me? 
somebody's at 0.0001%. Why not me? You know, and I think I collected those chips. I think I did have a chip on my shoulder because so many times, you know, people said, you're not this, you're not that. And I was like, you know what, but I can rake and I, and no one is going to outwork me. I'm going to hit every single day. No one is going to outwork me. And I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get marginally better every day. And pretty soon I'm going to develop the skill of hitting a baseball, you know, that that's going to get me to the big league. So I think it was a combination of chips on my shoulder, passion for the game. I, I, I'm meeting this guy, Frank Pork. I was so grateful to him, to him this day for passing on his love of hitting to me. And I think a combination of that. And I just, you know, me, man, I just loved life. And I was like, I'm going for this. Like, I feel like I have a, I have a skill here and I'm going to see it out. Even though everyone tells me no, 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 no. I always say, listen, write your own story. You know, you talked about perspective of your dad. Like your dad had a perspective where he wrote his own story. So at the end, he was like, you know what? I did it my way, son. I have a blessed life. I, I'm so fortunate and, every, and and I'm so grateful. I feel the same way with me when I look back. I want to tell people, hey, listen, write your story. Don't let anyone ever write your story and, tell, and someone tell you, you can't do this, you can't do that. So then you believe people. Believe yourself. And, and, and put the work in so that eventually you can do whatever you want to do. And I know, Roman, you're, you're the same way, dude, in your profession, where you're at. That just doesn't come overnight. There's a lot of hard work that goes into that. So I think that combination, man, is what really, really allowed me to play 12 years in the big leagues and and have the life that I had I in, in, in that part. I love yeah. it so much, Case. I love it so much. That whole, it's not you, it's not you, you can't do it yet, but I can rake, yeah. but I can rake and nobody's going to outwork <laughs> exactly. me. You know, Case, it's, for you to be where you are right now, you have this perspective, I understand this, but back then, and, you know, the world is so different. Analytics, metrics, you know, performance coaches. There's so much information now the young players have. What did you do about mindset? Were you working on your mental game back then other than the things you learned from maybe the hitting coach and your father? Were there books that you read? Were there things that you were practicing? How did you get right mentally on the way up? Brother, brother, this, you know, Roman, this, this the separated from me, you know, here comes my dad again. It's incredible. I was a junior in high school, you know, when I was really going through this, you know, I hadn't wrote, I hadn't written the letters yet, but I was hitting every day. I was really starting to love baseball. And my dad came home one day. I wasn't a big reader at the time. I'm big. I'm a big reader now, but I wasn't then. And he came back with three books. He came back with, um, the art of hitting 300 by Charlie Lau the Science of Hitting by Ted Williams, and The Mental Game of Baseball by Harvey Dorfman and Carl Keel. And for whatever reason, brother, I started this Mental Game of Baseball book you know, at, at, at 16 years old, like resonated with me. I was like, this is incredible. Like stuff that I was reading, focus on the task at hand, you know, process over results, breathe. You know, Harvey was big on breathe or die. Like you got to be able to calm the game down, slow the game down and incredible because this is where I started to go to another level. When I started to really study the mental game, because what I realized was I could take a million swings in the cages. I could be the strongest human being on earth. But when I get in the batter's box and I got, you know, Randy Johnson, Greg Maddox, these guys in the mound, guess what? No one can help me but myself. No one can help me but my thoughts. No one can help me but my, but my inner confidence and my belief in the work that I've put in. So when I looked back, the, the mental side was everything to me, man. It was everything. And I read that book when I was 16 years old, The Mental Game of Baseball, until I was 34 when I retired. And when, I was very fortunate when I got a few years in the big leagues. I called Harvey Dorfman myself, and I said, hey, Harvey. He was with Scott Boris at the time. And I said, hey, Harvey, I said, I just want to introduce myself. My name's Sean Casey. He's like, yeah, I know who you are. I love your swing. I was like, oh, man, thank you so much. I was like, you don't know me, but I know you. I've been reading your book since I was 16 years old. I read it every single 
single day. Everything that you say, I put into practice. I put it into my, into my practice, my process over my results. I make sure I go one pitch at a time. I get in the box. And I was like, could I start working with you? And this is like 2003. And he was like, no problem. And I was like, I know you're with Boris, but could I, you know, he's like, yeah, no problem. You call me whenever you want to call me. And I think I send him $3,000. I should have sent him $3 million when I look back. Like, I, I, he was so under, it was so undervalued. I'm like, Harvey, don't sell yourself short. I, no one should pay you just three grand. And I got a chance to get closer to Harvey Dorfman for those final years of my career. And he passed away about 12 years ago. Um, but, you know, when you go back down the list of guys, Al Leiter, you know, who's a dear friend of mine, I work with MLB Network with him. Dude, Harvey was everything to him. And like, there's so many different guys. But Romy, yes. Did I work at the mental game? Yes, I worked at it. And that's what I, and then now I kind of try to work at the mental game of life, like bring those same principles to, to what I do in life and pass it on to my kids and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, had I not worked on my mental game and gotten really tough in who I was to deal with failure, to see failure as feedback, to be able to go out there at night in and night out and believe in myself because the inner trust I had because I put the work in, in the cages, you know, I don't know. I don't know where my career. I definitely don't play in the big leagues. If I don't get that book at 16, I 100 percent do not play in the big leagues. Case, okay, so I'm so happy I asked you that question. And I'm not saying that I knew that that's where you would go. But I knew there was something like that because and again, not to get too far down the road, but I kind of approached my entire career the same way. It was not a career of professional sports, but I knew coming in there were long odds. There were not very many opportunities right. to do what I was doing. So I thought to myself, I've got to approach this from two different ways I need to come up with a format and I need to come up with a way to become a broadcast professional but I need to work on my head as much as I need to work on my craft because there's going to be so much rejection and so many people saying you never played the game who are you you don't sound right you don't look right why would we give you the opportunity so like you I was working on the swing which for me was the content but I was working on my mind so I would have the right grind and work ethic and toughness to come back from the rejection so I would also read like you did. So I understood this. I knew this about you, Case, without even knowing exactly what the book was. So what you said right there, I still read. I still work on this. I'm still working on the mental game. Now that you're at this part of your life, how do you work on that mental game? Has it changed at all? Do you find uh, different things to uh, read? What do you do now? Bro, I'll tell you what, man. I, I've been very fortunate to meet certain people in my life that, you know, have been very influential. Um, you know, I... I uh, there, there's a guy named Brian Johnson who I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he, he started a company called Optimize, and he started. There's a new um, a new app that he just came out with called Heroic. It's incredible, and what he does is he he's been doing for years these philosophers' notes, and 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 he, and he um, he's, he's he's done over a thousand books. He takes a thousand books, he puts them into a six-page philosopher notes, and then he puts them all into a twenty a twenty-minute video, and it's on this app called Heroic, and it's incredible, and it's what it, I, it's one of those things where like every day I wake up and he always has these things called plus ones and I listen to them and they're very, you know, motivational, but they're also about books, right? So that has been something that's kind of taken my mind to another level. I just love working on the mental game of life. Like I, I love working that mentality of like, of, of things that are happen now with my dad and, 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 you know, just when life comes at you, you know, at times you just got to say, okay, here we go. And, and, and I'm all in. So, you know, I like to look at like the neuroscience stuff. I love following that guy, Andrew Huberman. There's a girl named Lisa Miller, a book that I'm reading called the awakened brain right now. And, 
there's just a lot of a lot of different books that I love, man. And I still love. Uh, I'm starting a mental coaching program, like just my passion, like my new passion, Romy. I'm starting a mental performance coaching program just here locally in Pittsburgh. But one day, I'll, one day I'm going to take it out there nationally. And uh, it starts, you know, in a couple of weeks. But it's just I want to teach people the things that I've learned over the over the years. In, in baseball, but also in life, to have the best life, like to live that abundant life and realize, hey man, you, we, you know, when I look at m my dad right now and, 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 I look, and, I, and I look at life, like how quickly it goes, you're 58, I'm 48. We've been talking for over 20 some years, bro. But I look at how big life is and how abundant it is. And I think when you start to get that mindset of like, this life is a gift and, and, and the gratitude that's here, man, I know for me personally, it's taken my mind to another level of just loving waking up every day and having purpose and having meaning. And you know, I have two daughters that are still home here and being the best dad I could be, the best friend I could be and just passing that on. So, you know, for me, man, I, I, I love growing. I love that growth mentality that growth mindset and that's a great you know you know book by carol dweck too um called mindset you know growth and fixed mindset one, so of, one of the best stuff, one of the yeah. best books ever that book yes isn't that a great book the carol dweck book incredible. so good man incredible so good so that growth mindset just like you have Romy, man like how many times have just jim rome continued to reinvent himself year in and year out well guess what you could have just thought hey this is just me i just do it like this I'm like no 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 i do it this way this way this way because there's always that there's always room to grow as human beings until one day you know the clock stops ticking but listen I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go and keep growing until until uh you know the good lord checks me out case we're on the same page this is why you and i can talk i mean we've known each other 20 years but you and i could talk for a half hour and not talk baseball because i've got that same mindset and i've got that same curiosity and i'm fascinated that you do as well and really quickly when you talk about the thing that you want to do and you want to help people locally and you want to start this business give me an idea what are you going to do what's the brand what's the is it an app is it a business what are you thinking about yeah. doing yeah, dude, it's I, I've put it together already. It, you know what? It's funny. I, I related to baseball, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be you know. I'm calling this program Breakthrough Pro. Come take your life to the pro level. Come start thinking like a pro would think. And I always think the power's in the gaps, right? The power's in the gaps because the power was in the gaps in baseball. You know, if you're, a, if you're a baseball fan or a baseball player, you knew that if you went left center, right center, you could do it better than anyone else. That's where your success was. That's where your money was. That's where, that's where everything that lied in being a great player lies in the gaps. It's the biggest part of the field. Well, I, th I, think, I think success lies in the gaps of, of of life too and and my gaps are gratitude accountability perspective just like your dad had you know where he could walk walk away from his life at 59 and say i got no regrets and service to others i was telling uh a local my, my buddy mike junko is the head football coach here and they did a they did a, a camp for my miracle league kids recently and i got the, i got the team together and it was big football guys high school kids and i said you know what guys i said you know what the most selfish thing you can do in your life is the most selfish thing you can do and you're doing it today you're being super selfish and he said what's they like, what's that i said serve somebody else so for for whatever reason when you serve other people and you don't have to go do a miracle league uh you know um a camp you could serve someone in your house you could serve someone at the grocery store but when you start to serve people and look out and and look at your life that way for whatever reason the soul feels it back it just feels good when 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 you serve somebody else so so i my program is going to be the powers in the gaps like break through your mind to the pro level of thinking 
gratitude, accountability, perspective, and service. It's so great, Case. Like, you don't need yeah. to do it. I know you're coming from a place of passion and love and yeah. energy, and you want to make a difference. What do you like so much about that? Why does that make you feel like that? Because uh, you know what, man, it, get, it, 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 it gets my juices flowing because people served me. Harvey Dorfman served me. Frank Porco served me. Jim Casey served me. I want to serve other people. You know, I look back like, you know, some of the great players, you know, in the game that, you know, that, that, that served me too. some of the, you know, uh, my good buddies. But I want to give back, Romy. Like, I don't need the money. It's, it's not a money, not a money pool or anything right. like that. It's, it, I want to serve, man, because I know now, like, you know, when people say, oh, I have all this success. I, I've made all this money. I'm like, BS, man. We all have made money. Like, money doesn't make you successful. Like, it doesn't make you fulfilled. Fulfillment is really, like, giving back. Is like, serving other people. Is, is living your life in an abundant way. Is, is, is helping people when they're down. Is showing people that there is, there is, a, there is an unbelievable, uh, you know, your mind is so strong and how to tap into it to live the life you want to live. So, you know, for me, it, it just comes from a deep down, like, literally comes from my, from my soul, Romy, where I'm like, I got to get this out there. Like I have to, I have to deliver some of the stuff that's helped me have an amazing life. I got to be, uh, be, you know, deliver it to other people and be that, be that life coach where I could, where I could serve others. I, I like it, case. I love it because I feel like I'm, I've been trying to be in the same space and do something similar to that. And you know, because you and I read similar things, we talk to similar people. We know what that space is like, and you know who's in it for the right reasons, and you know who's not. You know who's not being real yes. with you, and you know who's coming from their soul you mentioned the miracle kids before you go the yeah, miracle yeah. league of the south hills this is your thing you and i have always talked <laughs> about this bring me up to date for those wait look if they know me and they know you they know that but if somebody yeah. listening right now does not know about the miracle league of the south hills what exactly is it and bring us up to date, case well dude you're the best Romy. i always appreciate this man you know what it's a it's a field that we started 10 years ago, Miracle League of the South Hills. But the Miracle League's been around 20-plus years. And what it is, Romy, it's, it's you know, um, a lot of kids, we say kids of all ability, you know, special needs kids, but kids of all abilities, kids that have Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, autism, they can go out. We, we, we build a rubberized surface, you know, or, or, or a turf where kids can, where wheelchair, it's wheelchair accessible, where all kids deserve a chance to play. And so, like our field in the Miracle League of the South Hills in Pittsburgh, we have over 350 kids we serve and their families. And the great thing about it, Romy, is you talk about service. Hey, you want to serve somebody? Go sign up for the Miracle League of the South Hills and come push Johnny's wheelchair for six weeks and be a part of him and, and, and join and, you know, make the community a better place. Um, and, you know, bring friends together, bring new relationships together. So this place, man, has been nothing but a godsend. Recently, man, we decided to take it to another level. Talk about growth mentality, the Miracle League. Tim Gephardt, who runs my Miracle League, is an incredible human being and, and Miranda. They, they, we decided, hey, there's a lot of kids out there, all the kids that we play that are, that are doing travel, you know, travel baseball, travel soccer, our kids are going to start traveling. So what we did is we went and got a Greyhound bus, we got 25, fam 25 kids and their families, and we bust to Cincinnati to play the Joe Nuxall Miracle League. Kim Nuxall's a great friend of mine. But we, dude, it was like, it was like a trip like you would do with, it, with your kids growing up. Like, we got in the bus, we went to stay in the hotel for the weekend, our kids played their kids. It was incredible. We got off the bus, Romy. There was 1,500 people waiting mm. for our kids when we walked off the bus, dude. It, it choked me up so big time. But incredible because what it, what it means is, man, 
when you when you can give back to other people, when you can you can show them the same love that everyone else gets, man, there's there's magic that happens there. So our Miracle League of the South Hills has been such a. It, I always say if you're having a bad day or a bad week and you want some gratitude and joy in your life, come down to the field for five minutes, ten minutes, thirty minutes. Come watch a game or come volunteer. You won't be disappointed. In it. And like you, Romy, there, there's there's a bunch of them out in California. They're all over the country. So anyone that's listening, if you want a chance to serve and, and get out there, you know, go find a Miracle league in your area and go go volunteer for the kids in case you're one of one listen this was not my intention i don't know how you feel about this probably you thought we talked a little baseball i meant to talk some baseball but you know in case there's so much more to it i'm being very selfish in saying i got personally so much out of that conversation if i did i know others did as well and sometimes there comes a time where there's more than the games right there's more as big as they are right now and i don't want to diminish that in any way Sometimes, Case, I got to follow you around and just have a conversation. And that's what the side hustle to my side hustle is all about. This. This was amazing. So next time we will talk baseball, man, I do love you, and I can't say how much I appreciate it. That was the jolt of energy and something from the soul that we all needed. It was absolutely awesome, Case. Romy, you're the best, dude. I had my notes ready to go. I don't ever come on the Jim Rome show because I know you bring it, dude. Greatest research. The question you asked since day one since we've been on, like, no wonder this guy's the biggest in the world because freaking he does more research and he's more prepared than anybody. So I was ready to go. I appreciate the, the, the side hustle we went on because, you know, I know you have a lot of passion down this road and so do I. And I know, you know, you're, you're an unbelievable father and what your kids mean to you. And I appreciate this, Romy. I love you, brother. I have always appreciated our relationship uh you know and i'm looking forward to opening day next year and all the times that we talk but we will talk baseball next time my man my man the mayor enough said i love the man i love the man and what he represents and what he has to share and teach and this is why i brought one of my athlete friends over to this podcast because he's obviously way more than just an athlete I really hope you enjoyed that. If so, reach out to Sean on social, let him know, and let me know how your journey of reinvention is coming along as well. Something that would obviously really help us here is if you could share this podcast with others, make sure you are subscribed, and if you like what you're hearing, please do review it. You know that helps a great deal. And as always, thank you so much for making time to listen, commit, burn the boats, And make sure the standard is the standard. And I will see you next time right here on The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.